Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the Good Brother, the original black man. I am Reek, and um, just want to address the elephant in the room: the sound quality. So, I've been trying to adjust everything. I've been trying to maneuver a few things just so the audio experience that everybody's sharing can be way better than it has been. And I've been working diligently. And uh, this is me, as I said last episode, contenting through it. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to 3.1. I know there were some episodes that were low. There was, I believe, on 2.4. It was incredibly high. And uh, hopefully with this, I've found a medium. Now, where it's coming from with me is like even when I listen with headphones or whatever have you as I'm recording, it appears to be fine on my side. But by the time it gets uploaded to you guys, uh, it appears as though that shit is just going awry. So... Uh, as I said earlier, I'm trying to work diligently. I know there's a few of you that have reached out and told me that, yo, just FaceTime me when you're recording. And I forgot to do that, nigga. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, like, yo, you're only a minute into the show. You can just literally just pause the show and you could probably FaceTime whoever and get this audio shit together. But I don't get down like that. You know what I'm saying? Once I start something, I motherfucking finish it. You understand? So... I'm going to make sure that this is the best episode that you guys have listened to so far. Or even if it's not the best, I'll try to provide some insight to probably make you guys ignore the fact that the sound quality isn't all that. But I'm getting there. Now I'm saying please be patient with me. Now, as far as my weekend is concerned, because today is Monday, it is the 9th, and um, the the observations that I had about parties were pretty much came... uh, to fruition as far as like what i think about parties or whatever have you uh let's start with uh, a party that i went to uh i'm gonna be all over the place because it's gonna be all over the place as far as chronological order but it won't be all over the place as far as theme and what i'm trying to get to so saturday night there was a party called no signal now this shit was pretty dope because you go in there, and if you ever been to a stand-up comedy show for Dave Chappelle or whatever have you, uh, you're giving a pouch, and you put your phone into the pouch, and then you don't have access. You don't you don't have access to your phone for the remainder of the time that you're in the party. If you want to go into your phone, you have to go downstairs. You have to get the shit unlocked, and you have to go into a specific room. So I come into the spot, give them my phone, put the phone in my pouch, put the phone in the pouch, put the pouch in my pocket. I go upstairs. And, you know, as a social experiment, just watching people having to talk to each other and dance with each other and listen to music without being able to fake like they're on the phone. I mean, we all know the trick at this point. People be going through their photo gallery, people going through Instagram, looking at old text messages because nobody texts them, niggas reading emails. It's anything just to kill time of being at a social function. But this shit was interesting because here... You're seeing women just talk to one another. You see women just standing on the side, awaiting either the right zone to come on or men to approach them. Uh, you see the men plotting and scheming, whatever have you, or just being amongst themselves, laughing and talking, whatever, drinking and dancing. And I really felt like I was in 1995. Now, I was five years old in 1995, so I don't have the luxury of being able to tell you an experience of a party of when... Uh, things was dope in, in the 90s whatever but what i will tell you is i was partying in 2004 i was 14 and uh in 2005 this is right before every single person in america had a cell phone so when i was in eighth ninth grade 
uh, it was the same type of situation. Everybody just sitting around, being social. If you wanted to be quiet, you was in the corner. If you wanted to be in the forefront, you was in the middle of the party. And just watching everybody interact with each other. And um, something that was really, really dope. There was a pen and a pad. And um, if you wanted to get someone's number or if you wanted to exchange information with somebody, you would have to get them to write down on the piece of paper their name and their number. And I was like, wow. I felt like fucking um, Bill Bellamy and How to Be a Player. Now, did I get any numbers? Of course not. I mean, I don't get numbers. I'm not out here trying to scoop women. That shit is unbecoming of my character. I'm a goddamn gentleman. You know what I'm saying? But, hypothetically speaking, uh, the women thought that I was incredibly handsome that evening. So, uh, the young brother was definitely getting some attention. And the attention was not being sullied by technology. You understand? I mean, I fucked around, came through, no hat. I didn't wear no hat. Now, a lot of you guys haven't really seen me in real life. And if you have, it's been in passing or it's been in short instances. But I wear a hat every day. So I decided to go against the fray. I was like, you know what? Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I came through, brushed the hair, put the leave-in conditioner in that thing. Now I'm going to throw some water in there, threw some coconut oil in that thing, do-ragged up. Ha! You know what I mean? Put the good frames on. Ha! I was like, let me step out into the atmosphere and see what the fuck is going on. Let me see what vibrations can be received if I don't stop the vibrations via hat. Now I'm saying the hat might stop my vibrations. I'm like Magneto. You know what I'm saying? You know how Magneto wears the hat so Professor X can't motherfucking read his mind? Women won't be able to read my mind if I got a hat on today. I feel like women should read my mind. So I stepped out in the spot. I'm in the spot. I got the frames on. I got the chain on. I don't got no motherfucking hat. I don't got no phone. And I felt free. You know what I'm saying? Um, that that party was so dope. Shout out to Taki. Because I would have had no idea uh, about that party if it wasn't for him. Check out his app. Uh, What's the Move NYC. Uh, a good young brother that's uh, evolving in the tech industry. And um, there's a woman by the name of Desiree. I had to use her name to get into the party. So shout out to her. And shout out to Ilbert. You know what I'm saying? He uh, oversees a suit company by the name of Garcon Culture. And he was in there as well. And I believe that idea is so ingenious. And it's crazy uh, when you really think about things. How things so simplistic are so genius when they're brought back uh, into the world. Like, the fact that they was like, you know, we're going to get some phone pouches, we're going to get pens and paper, we're going to have pizza, we're going to have unlimited liquor, and I believe it's going to be a good time. And they were right. I'll go to that party. Every time they do that party, I'm going to go. Know what I'm saying? Because just there's just something about having to talk to people, having to be social, having to be the person to speak to one another uh, when you're at an event. Because let's look at events at all. I know I slightly spoke about this in a previous episode, but I just want to reflect on it a little bit. Um, when you go into parties, be honest. Tell me your experience at a party. Email me, actually. Goodbrotherexperience.yahoo.com Email me your experience when you're at a party. Like, really. Be detailed. Illustrate what's actually going on. Because uh, I'm going to talk about what I also did in the weekend. I told you I'm going to be all over the place, but... It's very themed. It's not chronologically correct, but the themes are going to fall in line. Just trust me. How many minutes are we into the fucking episode? Seven? Yeah, y'all don't need a break yet. All right. Yeah. Email me and let me know what's going on. Because here's most of the time what happens to me at parties. I stand there. I acquire an alcoholic beverage of some sort. Uh, I look around. I get the lay of the land. 
what I mean? I look to see what clicks is forming. I look to see when women are looking at me because I feel as though I radiate handsomeness uh, into the venue. So when you radiate handsomeness, you got to see who's being receptive to said handsomeness that you're radiating. And you just see people just really not really being involved. It's, they'll be at a party and they'll be more inclined to see what other people are doing and what other people are doing publicly while they're also at a public function. Now, that could go into the fact that people are addicted to their phone, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. They want to see what else is going on. Maybe the event that they're at at that point in time isn't necessarily entertaining them. So they look elsewhere. Even while at a party, they'll even look elsewhere. And in this particular party, you didn't have that option. You had to have fun with the people that was in the room. Which brings me to my next point. I remember when I told y'all before that um, dancing isn't a real big thing. And that really hasn't changed. And I really had a good, I really was uh, cognizant of the fact that I said that dancing is really happening at parties. So when I went to this party, I was like, you know what? With no phones, there's unlimited alcohol. There's going to be food served in the venue. There's going to be slices of pizza. If the DJ does what he has to do, people have to dance. So I thought. So I'm in there. I'm chilling. Dancing. Have the shoulders moving and grooving. Shout out to my man, Dwayne. Uh, he does things with Duce Palooza, formerly known as Henny Palooza. And I mean, if you know who he is, he's an incredible brother. And I mean, and I'm just looking at everybody and everybody's dancing with themselves, moving and grooving because the majority of the people in there are black and you got to be rhythmic if you have pigment in your skin. It's just, it's just a part of the law. But nobody was really dancing with each other. And the DJ was doing an incredible job. I mean, the hip hop was bumping, the Afro beats was bumping, the um, the motherfucking reggae was bumping, uh, the R and B was bumping. There was some times to where you can tell he didn't know what to play. I mean, there was times where he was uh replaying songs he probably forgot there was in the list. And you know, I'm gonna go into a whole different thing. Matter of fact, it's my goddamn show. Being a DJ is so hard. You know, think about it. The mood of the party is dictated by the songs that you decide to play. I mean, now I don't know if DJs have playlists. I don't know if DJs have pre-recorded or pre-downloaded things into their, uh, what the fuck do y'all use? What is the DJ shit? Come on. Get, get, come on, man. Just come on. Help me out. Uh, whatever that shit is called. You know what I'm saying? You're coming through. You're pre-downloading shit. And you're like, all right, I think this song go here all right let me cut this let me blend this and even with a packed room people will say the party is whack because of you that shit is crazy now even if you're replaying songs whatever because you forgot you played something if you're djing for three to four hours then i mean that's human error but these this dj i don't know if they were switching because i wasn't paying attention this particular dj was doing the right thing Everybody was dancing. Everybody was grooving. He was letting some songs play when he saw people were supposed to dance. And not too much dancing. More socializing. More talking to one another. More interpersonal connection. Now, I mean, perhaps just getting a grind on and just keeping moving. I mean, of course, people were dancing, but that really wasn't the highlight of the party. Now, everybody was around my age. I mean, I'm 29. I'm going to keep saying that because I just want to make sure that y'all know who's speaking to y'all. Y'all speaking to a 29-year-old. So, a lot of people, you can just look. Some might have been 25, some might have been 24, some might have been 33, but everybody could have been 
it looks like it looks as though everybody could have been in high school one another at one point in time. And I'm just looking like, hmm, dancing is really phasing out as far as being uh, a cornerstone of going to a party. And I mean, dancing with one another is just it's, it's looking like it's getting played out. Now, of course, you're going to dance. Sometimes you might catch a little wine here and there, but nah, talking, talking is at the forefront. I saw way more women have smiles on their faces when a guy went to go approach them and talk to them even with loud ass music in the background as opposed to try to dance with them i haven't seen this firsthand i see a guy i'm standing right there i was i was leaning against the wall with a cup in my hand and you see the guy he comes up to her now i mean he looked pretty rhythmic he looked pretty rhythmic i'm not gonna lie to you want to go grab shorty's hand and get a dance she started to smile, blush a little bit. She was like, "No, I'm sorry, I don't really dance. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know how to dance. I'm just here to chill." So he said, "Okay." Know what I mean, so when she said she didn't want to dance, he pulled her in closer and said some stuff in her ear. And I looked at her, and she started smiling. They really started to have a little semi conversation. He pulled out the pen and pad. She got, she gave the number. So I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Even at a party. Well, there's nothing to do but drink and dance because you can't be on your phone. You even eliminated one of the elements of why you're here in the first place. You're not here to dance. You want to talk to people. Now, I mean, this isn't a network party. So you would think that, you know, you might get some dance, you might get some drinks going and whatever. But now nah, a lot of a lot of these parties actually feel like networking events. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're not talking to people. I mean, meeting new people, seeing the viewpoints of people, even with loud ass music in your ear, then you're not going to have a good time. And I just find that so interesting, which leads me to uh, me going in reverse a little bit. Prior to me going to the No Signal Party, uh, Janae Brown and Kim Chanel had a party by the name of Dysfunction. Uh, Mouse Jones was hosting it. I caught the tail end of that and people in there dancing. Just dancing, but not too much dancing with one another. Just dancing. And if they weren't dancing, they were outside socializing. Which is pretty much falls in line with what the fuck I've been saying before. Prior to that, I went to the Genius Barbecue. Shout out to Stas. You know what I'm saying? Ayo Coco on um Twitter. Because she literally saved my life. So check this out. So at the Genius Barbecue, if you're not familiar with Genius, Genius is the website that annotates lyrics, whatever have you. Shout out to Rob Markman. And I'm going to the barbecue and I, I got I got the RSVP shit, whatever. And the shit started at three. So I'm like, OK. So I left my house at three thirty, got there at four forty five, found parking record time, get on the line. You would have thought Barack was at this fucking party because that line was something vicious. So I do what I usually do. I cut the line. Uh, I went there by myself because I knew I was going to know a whole bunch of people there. And whenever I go to a public function and I see a long line, I always cut it because I'm always willing to fight the people in the front. Now I'm saying I come through, I make my way in. Cause I always say to myself, I'd rather people would jump me than wait on this long ass line. I did it when I go out on vacation. I did it when I go to other states. I did it when I go to clubs, when I go to personal gatherings. If there is a line, I'm going to cut it and I don't care. So just what happens, I knew someone that was on the line, which made it a little easier. And I stood there and I was pretty much at the front, like for real. And I continued to wait in this line about 15 people away from getting into the entrance for an hour and 10 minutes. 
that shit was so demoralizing. So much so, like, you know, I'm about to go to Kim and Janae's joint. I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. I go to give Stas my hug. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm about to dip off. She's like, wait, I have a plus one uh, for the VIP. I didn't use it yet. I didn't know you was here by yourself. Uh, Here, just go on this line. Use my name and go inside. And I was like, Stas, you are the greatest. She's like, yeah, just whenever you want to do anything, just let me know. I didn't even know Stas fucking worked for uh, Genius. I know fucking now. I'll tell you that. And this is why you got to network. And here's another thing. If you can't try to have sex with every attractive woman that you come across. Know what I'm saying? Because Stas is incredibly attractive. I never tried to do anything sexually with her. We have an incredible relationship as far as talking to one another. I've had a great time with her. Even one time we even went to Philly uh, to see my man being on French reform. And it's just dopeness. I see her. She sees me. There's no motherfucking awkwardness between us. And she let me. She held it down because I'm a good brother that didn't try to objectify her the moment that I laid eyes on her. Now, what I will say is she used to talk to a friend of mine, so that probably helped the situation. But nonetheless, here's a fucking uh, tip for everyone. If she's attractive, you don't need to have sex with her. Because I didn't have sex with this woman, nor have I ever tried to have sex with this woman. And she led me to the Genius Barbecue, and she didn't look me look at me like, nigga, you don't really talk to me like that. You didn't really hit me like that. You never text me. You never invited me for your birthday. Now, all of a sudden, I'm for Genius, and you're trying to come inside. Fuck out of here. Go home. There was none of that. There was positive energy. As long as your energy is positive, you're going to get to where you need to get to. Where am I in this? Uh, where am I at? 17 minutes. I didn't even tell y'all to... Uh, have a break yet how y'all feeling let me know how you're feeling actually i mean you can take this time you can dm me or you can email me i don't know how you're feeling at this current juncture man i've been talking your head off for about 17 minutes now i haven't even asked about your weekend what you do did you barbecue did you chill did you relax did you just play the crib were you out and about for legitimately probably like the last weekend of the summer as far as feel is concerned i know the summer doesn't and until the 20th but i don't know what y'all niggas was doing but um yeah that was my saturday friday i just chilled out but i will tell you this though there's something that i stumbled upon so i'm going to tell you a story and then i'm going to tell you something that i stumbled upon the story goes is this due to the fact that this weekend probably next weekend are going to be the last time that people are going to be be able to barbecue for the year because the weather is probably going to change uh, I wanted to share with you a barbecue story. So, I have this friend named Duckman, right? Duckman is one of my closest friends. We refer to him as Duckman because he has attributes that are similar to a duck. Now, I mean, the same way ducks have big bills, Duckman has big lips. There's just no way else to say it. Know what I mean? So, he's been Duckman pretty much forever. He used to live in Rosedale, Queens, and he has this basement that was so legendary. I'm so upset that his parents sold the goddamn house and they had to move because this house was historic. And if y'all knew me, if Duckman still lived at that crib, I 100% am confident that y'all would have met me at Duckman's basement because he used to throw parties there all the time. So let's go to circa 2010. I'm 20 years old and I still have braids and we're throwing another legendary party. Now... We're thinking in our head, like, hmm, how can we get people to come to Rosedale? Now, usually when we got people to come to Rosedale, it was to commit debauchery. Now, I mean, he had what we referred to as the free crib. We would bring these lovely young women into his basement and we would uh, 
actively try to fornicate with them consensually. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we would chill and drink and talk, whatever. Yes, I was 20. Yes, I was underage drinking. Yes, you should mind your fucking business to listen to the story. So, we come together like Voltron. And we're like, hey, how can we get a multitude of people to come to this house as opposed to, yo, you invite one girl, you invite one girl, you invite one girl, so on and so forth. Eureka, let's have a barbecue. Problem is, though, we were broke as hell. We couldn't sponsor a barbecue for everybody. So this is what we decided to do. We told everybody, like, yo, barbecue's going on, whatever. Uh, come through when supplies last. By the time the food is done, we're going to start the party. So what we did was we bought enough food literally for us. I want to say it was like 12 of us, just the homies. We barbecued for us. <laughs> we ate the food for us. And then by the time people came through, like, yo, what happened to the barbecue? Like, yo, you just missed out. My nigga, it was like 8.30 and the party started at 7. They was like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, how did I miss out already? Like, yo, people came and left. Now, I mean, people came through, made plays and dipped off saying they was coming back. Like, yo, it was crazy. Now, I mean, we bought like $1,000 worth of food and it's already done. Like, I don't know. But you can come party, though. And we had to swindle people to actually come to this barbecue. Now, there's a lesson in all this. One, when you want to get the deed done, you have to be creative. Two, you can't be afraid to lie. You know what I'm saying? I've lied before. Y- y'all heard the fucking virginity story. Sometimes you got to lie for the greater good. Now, I wound up uh, cultivating amazing relationships from that barbecue. Because when you're meeting people from different regions, some of the girls brought like some of their homeboys because I thought it was just a party and they want to feel safe. And women feeling safe is the wave. It always has been the wave. It always will be the wave. They came through with some homies. I met them, dapped them up. And I mean, we wound up uh, keeping in contact. Some beautiful women came through. I wound up keeping in contact with them, some of which I'm still friends with to this day. A few of the women, I got their number, wound up fornicating with them at a later date. That was pretty dope as well because fornication consensually is always the fucking wave. And that would have all been squandered if we didn't lie to people saying that it was an open barbecue. Now, I mean, what do you think the president does? Any president. Do you think them niggas are going on no podiums telling you the truth? You think them people that are getting sponsored and uh, having people fund their campaign is coming up there with like the integrity fucking cloak on? Like, yeah, man, it's all about the truth and integrity. Nah, they're feeding you what they need to feed you so everybody can be comfortable. Know what I mean, now, if we told everybody like, listen, we're about to barbecue for your, for ourselves and we're pretty much too broke to fucking feed you niggas. But um, come through. Uh, to the depths of Rosedale and have fun with us. I don't think we would have had a good turnout. Now, here's another thing that I forgot to tell you in this tale. At this particular time, something happened to me that has never happened before. The same barbecue. Uh, although some women brought some of their homies or whatever have you, every single girl that we all invited came. And I've never felt so overwhelmed in my entire life. I'm saying I don't know if any of you ever experienced this, but let me just walk you through it. So people are coming in droves, actually cars full of women. I mean, I don't know why this particular random ass barbecue we wanted to have was so successful, but every single girl came Spanish women, black women, no Korean women. Yeah, it wasn't really too much ethnicity going around. It was just either black women or Spanish women. I don't even know why I was even talking like there was a lot of races involved. Anywho, all the women come through. Cars of women. Just women. No niggas. Except for a few. 
And I want to say there was a point in time to where there was maybe, as far as the homies concerned, like 15 of us. And it was like, I'm not going to lie to y'all, cumulatively, like 45 women. Know what I'm saying? And they're looking around at us, and we're looking around at them. And we was looking like Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone. We had both our hands on our fucking cheekbones, kind of like the emoji, like the screaming emo- or the shocked emoji. And we was like, yo, what the fuck are we going to do? And I'll tell you what we did. We did absolutely nothing. We was not equipped for that situation. And we fucking fucked up the plan. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, of course, we met some girls or whatever, but we fucked that all up. And I tell that story to tell you that if you guys are going to have a barbecue, because this is the last days of the barbecue until next year be prepared be prepared for the people be prepared for the amount of food that you need and you don't need to lie like we did know what i'm saying i we always laugh about that story when we link up and fucking eat because we just be lying all the time you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start telling y'all times where i had to lie for the greater good know what i mean but that's gonna be another episode for another time but to finish it off um i want to, i i believe that i told you guys that i discovered something uh prior to you prior to me telling you guys about uh the little story i wanted to share and what i discovered was this love language shit are you guys familiar with this so i was told about the five love languages right uh five love languages.com and it's your love language personal profile if you guys haven't done this then maybe you should now i'm not sure about the number system here and i mean even with me uh doing it and me trying to research as to what all this shit pertains to uh, I decided to take the test, and I will share with you my results. So, one, two, three, four, five. There's five categories, right? You have quality time. You have physical touch. You have receiving gifts. You have words of affirmation. You have acts of service. Do me a favor. Go on 5lovelanguages.com. Take this test, and let me know what this shit means. Now, I mean, uh, I did the singles edition because I am single, and I uh, will share with you my results. So for quality time, I got a 12. Uh, For physical touch, I got a 6. For receiving gifts, I got a 6. For words of affirmation, I got a 6. And acts of service, I got a 0. Now, I'll quickly read over to you what uh, each category means. Quality time. In quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there with this type of person is critical. But really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes you makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen to I'm sorry, or the failure to or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time, talking with someone else, or doing activities together, you deepen your connection uh, with others through sharing time. Physical touch, a person whose primary language physical touch is not surprisingly very touching. Hugs, pats on the back, some thoughtful touches on the arm. They all can be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Receiving gifts. Don't make this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gestures show that you are known and you are cared for and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. Um, Words of affirmation. Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited comments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that sends your spirits skyward. And acts of service. 
Gambling with your homework be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities when you know acts of service, person will speak volumes. The words he or she wants to hear, let me do that for you. Now, acts of service, let me just focus on that real quick. Um, do, 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 laziness, broken comments, and making more work for them. Tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. I got a zero for acts of service, which indeed means I don't want anybody doing anything for me ever, which remains true. Um, I feel uncomfortable when people do things for me. I feel uncomfortable when people want to offer uh, their help to aid me in any way because I'm a skeptic. Uh, so much so, I do a fucking show by myself. So that shows you that <laughs> I don't like people doing shit for me. Know what I mean, uh, in relationships, like, yo, I can do that for you. Or let me help you with that. I was like, no, I got it. No, I'll take care of it. No, it's all right. Because just having that feeling of someone having one up on me or having that feeling of, Yo, I do this for you, so you better do this for me. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm jaded in that fashion because let's say, for instance, not for, not even for instance, I'm not even going to give you, like, a hypothetical analogy. Let's take when I was in college, for example, right? Uh, some of the women I was having sex with will always be like, hey, I'll do your laundry. And I'll tell them no. Like, no, it's all right. You play basketball. You're always out. You're doing work. Like, I can just chill in and do your laundry. I'd be like, no, it's cool. I got it. Or I walk inside like, yo, I see you got some dust on your TV or whatever have you. I can clean your room real quick. Nah, it's all right, cool. Yo, I feel like there's no decorations in your room. I mean, I can get you some posters. I can do this. I can get you a rug. Uh, let me do it. No, I'm good. I'm just always good. And I don't, I don't know why. That particular reason as to why I'm always good, I have not figured out. I mean, it feels like if a woman was to ask me like, yo, I see that you're doing a show. Want me to executive produce it for free? I'd tell them no. Yo, I see that you got a lot of things in your plate. You want me to be your assistant? You know what I mean? I can kind of um, compartmentalize things for you. I can organize things for you so your mind's so your mind can be sharper. I'd be like, no, nah, it's all right. It's cool. I, I got it. I just always have it. I don't know why. But uh, quality time, that shit being a 12, uh, that's that's pretty much me. You know I mean, uh, and I'm going to end on this. Uh, just for a few more moments I know we're at 30 minutes I'll probably go to 32 or 33 minutes Maybe a little more Maybe a little less But um, the way I am is I'm not a fan of having to spend money To see you So you have certain people And women In this regard uh, It looks like this is like this more than men And I'm not even talking about with men and women I'm just talking about women in general uh, it Looks as though They only see each other when it's function oriented so like oh i haven't seen you so i haven't seen you in so long let's go get brunch pardon me oh i haven't seen you so long let's go here oh we haven't been with each other in so long let's go out oh uh what's going on how you been are you hungry let's go get some food it's like always some type of money having to be spent or whatever have you just for time now with me it's not because I'm on some shit where like, man, I ain't spending no money on nobody. It's like, even with the homies, it's like, when I want to see, my, my man Antoine's birthday was yesterday. Um, we just chilled. My man was like, what you want to do? He said he didn't want to do shit. And all, like a lot of us came together and vibed out for his birthday. Now I mean, as far as women is concerned, like I'm someone that'll come through with some shit or you can come through with some shit. And I just want to like be around you. Now I mean, I want to talk to you. I want to build with you. Um, and I don't feel like everything that we have to do has to be like an event. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like that at all. Like, a, I put more onus on being around you than 
finding ways to like spend money like oh let's go here and let's go there and blah, blah 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 because uh the reason why i'm saying that is because i even remember taking the test receiving gifts anything involving money i just don't really care about yo like for real which is why um on twitter there was a girl she made a basket in that basket was nba 2k twenty dollars some chips some candy um yeah it was pretty much like chips candy a gatorade maybe and uh twenty dollars and people were like shitting on this basket like are you kidding me like kind of fucking bullshit ass basket is that and i was almost broke the tears it was like yo like she actually like gave him something for like no apparent reason like that really doesn't happen like for real like i I know i i sound like nigga what you mean like i do things for guys all the time like i right, good for you but in my experience and an experience of literally every single nigga that i know it's very rare that niggas is just getting something just off the strength yo uh which is probably why i'm so jaded with active service like anything involving doing something for me or uh getting me something i just really don't mesh with it you know what i'm saying i'm just if you're around me i'm around you and the currency that we're establishing is social currency. I mean, um, we are getting to know one another, reviving with one another. We're just in each other's company. And that's really what I'm all about, uh, which is why quality time was at a 12 and extra services at a zero. If you want to take the test, let me know the results. Um, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Uh, the Instagram and the Twitter handles are one and the same. The OG black man. Uh, if you're someone that's new to my show because a friend of yours was like, hey, there's this guy named Reek. And I mean, his pocket's pretty dope. He's a one man army. And you want to be like, hey, I want to follow him. I want to see what he's doing uh, in his day to day. The OG black man on Twitter and Instagram. There's no underscores because I'm not swagless. It's just all one word. The OG black man. And then with, with that being said, that's going to conclude 3.1 of uh, 3.2 is about to get loaded up. And I will speak to you guys uh on wednesday for 3.3 um when i'm reading emails and if i get enough people emailing me about their experiences at parties or emailing me their love language results i'll do a 3.4 fuck it it's my show i do whatever the fuck i want to do with that being said it's going to conclude 3.1 and i will holler at you sooner than later oh shit almost forgot to add sorry about that This episode of the Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear. When it comes to fashion, too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. Your stride should tell a story when you walk. This is where Soul Deep Socks comes in. I personally like the Picasso and Navy Flamingo pieces. There are over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly Soul Club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. To show your appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience, all listeners get 10% off their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com where unique artistry and quality socks meet. Once again, S-O-S-O-L-E-D-E-E-P-S-O-C-K-S.com. SoulDeepSocks.com. All right? Holla at them niggas. Get your sock game right. And I will holla at you in a few seconds if you're about to listen. 3.2 on the way.